Hi, everyone. Welcome to Radio Headspace and to Friday. It's Dr. Sahara here. Thanks so much for having me as your guest host this week. It's been a blast. I've been sharing how neuroscience can help you improve your focus so you can be more productive and get more out of life. Yesterday, we talked about the steps of a focus sprint, the number one method for getting work done. So if you missed it, I suggest listening to that episode first. Today, I'm gonna talk about simple but powerful ways to make the most out of your focus sprints so you can get your work done in less time. That means more time with friends, more time with family, and more time doing the things you love outside of work. Let's start off today's conversation by recapping a little bit around what focus sprints are. A focus sprint is a method of working where you carve out the time very intentionally. That means taking those MITs, your most important tasks, and breaking them down into small, manageable chunks. You need to be untouchable during this time. Notifications off. And at the very end, you're going to take a brain break. No reading, no writing, no text, no news, none of it. Give yourself a couple of minutes to rest so that you can get back to work. First mistake that I see folks making when they are doing their focus sprints, really not doubling down on identifying and clearly outlining and breaking down those most important tasks, those MITs as we called them on Monday, instead of saying things like, oh, I need to work on this project. What do you mean you gotta work on this project? That's so vague. Is the project gonna get done? Well, how are we defining success here? You gotta get super, super specific about what's gonna get done. Otherwise, not enough dopamine for you. You're not gonna get that reward. You're not gonna say, okay, cool. I said I was gonna do X in Y time and I did it, success. Ah, pat yourself on the back. Woo, my brain feels awesome. And then you feel excited and energized to keep going through the day. What do you actually aim to get done? You gotta write it down. Break down that MIT into small manageable chunks. 10 minutes on this, 12 minutes on this, which then brings me to Tip number two, 2x your time estimates. Double them. You think something's gonna take you 10 minutes? Guess what, it's 20. You think something's gonna take an hour? It's two. Why is it so important for you to double your estimates? One, humans are really awful at estimating, myself included. I apparently think Rome was built in a day and I can do all the things we cannot. Two, the reason why this is so important is because it doesn't feel good for you to keep working, but it doesn't actually feel like you got something finite and measurable done. When we just see ourselves expending energy, it starts to feel like we're just burning out. What's the worst case? You double your estimate and then you get it done faster. You're gonna feel amazing. If you find yourself dealing with a manager, a supervisor, or even colleagues many times that seem to expect you to be hyper-available and hyper-responsive all of the time, it could be worth two things. The first is doing some internal work. Pause for a second. Do they really expect an immediate response or how much of that is really inside of us? 
I'm creating a narrative that if my boss sends me a Slack message that they expect to hear from me immediately, and they will imagine and think that I'm not working if I don't immediately respond. Do you think that a part of this might be the narrative and the fear that might be lurking in your own mind? Because let's be honest, most of the time, people send emails and texts and chats, and guess what they do immediately after they press send? They move on to the next message. They reply to someone else. They're not sitting back after they sent an email, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for you, steaming and brewing. And how much of it is explicit? Like your boss literally said, I'm going to need to hear from you within three minutes of sending a message to you. If it's that explicit, I would flip that around and have a conversation with the person and say, I can make that happen. But I'm looking for advice about how and when to do my focused work. Because studies show, and I in my own personal experience know that I am less likely to make mistakes and I can do my work better, higher quality and more efficiently when I have uninterrupted focus time. So when do you think I could maybe carve that out for myself? Position it again as a positive for your boss, for your manager. It's a positive for your team because it'll mean you're more productive. The more productive you are, the more productive your manager is. The more productive you are, the more productive the team is. But I want to make sure that I'm still available in case of an emergency. Here's my cell. Here's my emergency line. So you got to customize the way you work. All of this is about finally listening. Listening to our brains. Listening to our bodies. Becoming aware of and embracing, not fighting the biological laws that dictate how we actually work best. How we work best. All right, that's it from me. It's been a pleasure to guest host this week. And if you like today's episode and want to learn more about improving your focus and your productivity, check out the program Becoming Superhuman at becomingsuperhuman.science. We'll have the link in the show description for you. And be sure to tune in next week where a fellow neuroscientist and Becoming Superhuman co-founder, Lucas Miller, will be sharing ways to have more energy so you can get your best work done. Don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.